Ahoy Nickelodeon fans and welcome to This Week in Nickelodeon History. My name is Captain Eric and I'll be covering all of the Nickelodeon shows that either started or ended between the times of February 27th and March 5th. This is episode 49 in the original run of This Week in Nickelodeon History. So for those of you who have been listening to the audio version of this podcast, I just want to give a quick reminder as things are going to change in just a few episodes. Right after episode 52 drops of This Week in Nickelodeon History, the episodes will no longer be added to the I'm Ready, a SpongePod Squarecast uh, audio feed. Instead, after episode 52, uh, This Week in Nickelodeon History will be uh, rebooted of sorts with a new season and with its own separate audio feed. So it'll be its own podcast starting after episode 52. So these original 52 episodes will just always remain here as a part of I'm Ready a SpongePod Squarecast. They will still be on the YouTube channel in their own uh, little playlist. But uh, after episode 52, things start completely fresh. So if you are a fan of these episodes, uh, don't be concerned once you stop seeing them. Uh, just look for This Week in Nickelodeon History on wherever uh, podcast platform you listen on. Uh, or if you are a YouTube listener, yeah, just continue following the Captain Eric YouTube channel. Uh, I have no idea if I'm going to change the name yet. That is still going to be pretty much decided on the day. I, I'm still like tinkering at the logo. Uh, I'm trying to keep myself busy. Everything around me is still moving so fast. Um, so even though we're like already hitting March here of 2022 it it just feels like the year just started and and already month 3 is just rolling on on its way um bit of an update in uh, my personal life i uh, i had to move my office out of my office and into my bedroom for the time being as i uh, get things ready to then move on so uh, my room is an absolute disaster. This isn't the first time I've had had my office in here, but I got rid of uh, certain pieces of furniture and I'm just kind of shedding down the amount of things I own. Uh, certainly not the the pop figures, which, by the way, I do have. Uh, I, t t I've been talking about this for so long, but I'm going to be starting the uh, the review series for for Funko soon. There was a, a bit of a snag coming up. Uh, with with some releases that I kind of don't want to miss, so I want to make sure I have those ready for the uh, for the reviews. But yeah, those aren't going anywhere. But but yeah, some other pop figures just gotta go. Um, so yeah, that that's that's ongoing. And then even that, in a few months, I will be moving into a more permanent location of both a a separate you know place to live, but also I will have an actual studio of sorts. Uh, to to kind of build on and and continue you know moving forward making things it's gonna just evolve into both podcasts of SpongePod and this week in Nickelodeon history going completely video so both will have a completely uh, video portion and then you know the audio can just be listened to as well as a podcast uh, streaming will just increase like once I have my own space that's just not 
uh, the same as like a living space. I'll be able to, to build on those more. Um, I know that like when it comes to streaming, you know, some people have just said, well, well you just start, you know, it doesn't matter where you are, but it's a comfort thing. You know, it's also that the the current place that I'm living and that I also, you know, make the podcasts for and that I've shot any of the videos um, that, that you've seen, you know, as far as my my setup is concerned, uh, it's it's not really meant for streaming here. I, I have a decent Internet connection, but it is not the best at, at the new studio. I'm going to have a lot more control over uh, the Internet and uh, the the actual like construction of the space. So that's that's really exciting. As for today's episode, I do want to mention that uh, we don't have a lot of shows to cover, so as a bit of a preview for the the reboot of this week in Nickelodeon history, uh, I'm going to present another uh, list of sorts because one of the changes that I'm going to be making of the new show is that every episode will have its own numbered top list. I, I, I don't know if I'm going to have a specific number throughout each season or, or so I feel like top 10 is is just kind of so stock at this point uh and I don't want to uh I don't want to be stock I want to be different I want to be my own so it's going to be a, a numbered list I enjoy uh looking back into the the annals of Nickelodeon history and you know coming up with a hey what's my top five of this top 10 of this and then taking time to actually look through and and find those like I actually find enjoyment in doing that so for myself, I'm going to add that to the show. I hope you enjoy it. I, I do hope that I can also bring back the snail mailbag uh, and and retool it for this week in Nickelodeon history. I since that show is so broad, this show is so much more broad than uh, SpongePod SquareCast, uh, and I feel like it can just reach out to more Nickelodeon fans than just those who who like talking about SpongeBob. I want to open up. To hear more from Nickelodeon fans, uh, just even not asking questions, but when weeks are coming up and, you know, anniversaries are coming up, birthdays, I want to hear from you guys a bit more. So uh, things things are exciting. Things are changing. And and speaking of change, something that needs to change is the animation industry a as a whole. This isn't something that, you know, one little one little mark, one little check mark is going to solve things. No, no, no. This is this is something on a on a massive level on a global scale that just needs to change. Um, I have just over the course of the last few days on Twitter seen countless tweets and messages and calls for for change from those working in the animation industry and um, the the ones that have really hit home for me personally are not so much as the the tweets that are are you know specifically calling out uh the the wrongdoings you know those are are powerful on their own but when you see messages from people who are working in jobs that you you dream about you know that you think about yourself being in and they are going through the same emotional experiences that that I am myself in my own job uh, it's 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 a powerful notion to just know that those of us who think that the grass is greener on the other side, sometimes those people on the other side are looking right back at your grass and thinking it looks greener. I, I saw a tweet from someone who admitted to crying at work and and 
like thinking about quitting their animation job to work at a bakery uh, or, you know, or, or somewhere you're working, you know, somewhere else. And I I'm sitting here going like, but I'm I'm at my job thinking about working in animation and I'm going through. It's just it's a powerful moment to, to realize that uh, that even those that are working in your dream jobs are going through the same struggles that that you may be going through yourself. So, uh, you know, I I would I would sit back and think about that for a moment. Where, whoever you are, wherever you are, just just realize for a moment that that you know sometimes the grass is not always greener on the other side of that fence. Sometimes it's the same grass. You just are in a different area. Um, but as far as the animation industry is concerned, do I think that change needs to happen? 110%. No question. Just even recently, seeing everything that happened with Bendergate for, for those who are Futurama fans, uh, and, uh, and if you are not, the uh, the TLDR, or the, the Quick Notes version of this story, is that although the revival of Futurama was announced with most of the original cast returning, the name John DiMaggio was not present. For those that don't know, John DiMaggio is the voice of one of the main characters, Bender, and beyond being just a voice is the heart and soul of that character, uh, a, a, a heart and soul that you cannot replace. And to just think that it takes public outcry to to get the man a bit more of what he deserves. It's just, you know, there's there's so much money in the animation industry. And to think that, you know, this company would would offer this man something and he would counter offer and it wouldn't instantly be a yes just is blasphemy to me. You you have the money. You want to make this thing. And this man is is the heart, you know, a heart and soul of a character that is very much needed for this show. I the fact that it took that long is is just literally the smallest bit of the tip of the iceberg that it can show you what is wrong with the animation industry. I am certainly nowhere near the top of the voice that should cover uh, cover this this story. But I honestly, if you have any sort of, if you're listening to this show, I imagine you have some sort of love for animation. If you do, I implore you to go on Twitter to look up those who work on shows that you love, look up credits, look up the names of those working in the industry and and hear from them. Listen to them because no one no one else other than those working in the industry is going to tell you better about what is going on wrong and what needs to change moving forward. And if you disagree, hey, everybody is entitled to their own opinion. But if you don't work in their industry and you uh, disagree with them, well, then uh, keep your wrong opinion to yourself. That's what I have to say about that. And on to this week in Nickelodeon history, where we start with a show that ended its run two years ago on March 1st, 2020, the show Sunny Day, a show based on the book series by creator Abby Longstaff, the fairy tale, fairy tale hairdresser, which is actually pretty funny. It's a Nick Jr. show that ran for two seasons of 60 episodes with apparently 11 unaired episodes. 
I guess uh, parts of the show just remained unaired. Uh, on March 1st, 2020, the rest of the episodes were pretty much dropped on Amazon Prime Video. So if you were a fan of Sunny Day and, you, and it just disappeared out of nowhere for you and you missed out on those last few episodes, Amazon Prime is your destination. Seven years ago, on March 5th, 2015, The Haunted Hathaways finished its run on Nickelodeon, created by Robert Peacock, the show ran for two seasons of 47 episodes and is a sitcom about a family of ghosts uh, who occupy a home, a single father and his two sons, the the Hathaways, if you will, and a new family moves into that house. I like look that premise alone. I think that's really that's really smart. I, I love any shows that are going to try to bring in some sort of haunted element. I love Halloween Soma. I'm a big fan of that, so hey, and the fact that they were able to cross over this show, uh, I think with the with the Thundermans, another Nickelodeon show, uh, which is about superheroes. So the fact that they were able to mix together superheroes and ghosts, um, I'm all for it. I haven't seen any any bit of it, but uh, I like just the idea alone. I'm a fan of. Also, seven years ago, on March 4th, 2015, Robot and Monster finished its run on Nickelodeon. Created by Dave Pressler, Joshua Sternin, and J.R. Ventimiglia, hope I said that right, the show ran for one season of 26 episodes and just is a oddity in the in the Nickelodeon uh, lineup here. And I, I mean oddity because, for all intent and purposes, this is... A, a new Nicktoon that just kind of came and went. It really appeared and disappeared on Nickelodeon so quickly and then just kind of got tossed around to Nicktoons before eventually appearing on Nick Jr. of all places. This is, for all I know, this isn't really a preschool show. I, I mean, I, it's it's at least a decent enough show that you could air it to preschoolers, but... Man, I really can't think of a, a the last Nicktoon that was really just tossed around like this. I, there have been so many that yes, once you know within a season or two, stop airing on the main Nickelodeon channel and then are pushed over to the Nicktoons network. But this is one that even on the main Nickelodeon channel, I don't remember Nickelodeon really pushing any promotion behind this show. It, like I said, it just came and went out of nowhere. I mean, maybe. Not since the X's have I seen a Nickelodeon show that was just kind of here and then gone. But at least the X's, I remember there being a, at least a decent amount of promotion around. This one was just nothing. It was almost radio silent. I feel like if I remember correctly, they were airing new episodes at like 6 a.m., which is is not a death slot. That's just the slot of time in which they just don't care about your show. Uh, when people call like Friday nights the death slot, they mean that because, hey, most people are not going to be at home watching television. They're out and about doing things. But I, I don't know. Like, it's just I love the fact that Harlan Williams, one of uh, one of my favorite character actors, voices one of the main characters here. It's it's enticing for me to actually dive in and watch this show. It's only 26 episodes. It's on Paramount Plus. I might check it out and let you know about that. I got to start doing that. That might be another part of this week in Nickelodeon history going forward. Maybe we will have a uh, like monthly, uh, you know, they have like book clubs. We'll, we'll have a club together where at the beginning of a month, we'll, I'll, we'll say what show I'll be watching throughout the month and, and we'll watch together. We'll check stuff out together. 
We'll have like little, not little watch parties, but little uh, like mentions each and every week on how the show is doing. But that that's one of them. Robot Monster, I want to want to certainly check out. Sixteen years ago, on March third, two thousand six, The Wonder Pets premiered on Nickelodeon. Created by Josh Selig, the show ran for three seasons of sixty-two episodes. For those that grew up watching Nick Jr. at the time, or even for a few years before The Wonder Pets, you may remember Linny the guinea pig in a few little uh, shorts that aired in between the you know the commercials and the show that would air on Nick Jr. And it was of this this little guinea pig in this in this very specific animation style in which it looked somewhat realistic, but the the character just moved in this very specific way of like stop motion it's you have to see it for yourself i, I sitting here and trying to explain it is uh is is going to be a lot tougher but uh these little like vignettes they were there were no voices the the guinea pig didn't talk they were maybe like 2 to 3 minutes long apparently there there's only two shorts of them uh but but they aired like fairly frequently before Wonder Pets ever premiered, because I remember seeing the first promo for Wonder Pets. Uh, and at the time, my brother, you know, was was uh, a toddler. So he was watching a lot of Nick Jr. So it was on in the in the house all the time. But then all of a sudden there was an actual show where the guinea pig who would escape its cage and go on these little fantastic adventures in the classroom was now accompanied by uh, a duckling and a turtle who also lived in the classroom. They also now speak to each other and go on quests with a flying ship in which they save other animals in distress. They are the wonder pets collectively. They, and I got to tell you, my brother was really into this show. And from the episodes I watched with him and my memories of the wonder pets, for as much of a left field idea it was that I thought, you know, going from the shorts to the show, it's an absolutely adorable show. It's it's pretty endearing, and that that animation style is so unique. And I I hope it's it's continuing on in some way. I hope they're uh, I hope they they're still using it out there for for even shorts because it was just so unique. And I'd like to see it used in in other ways and and other ideas they could probably come up with. 26 years ago, on March 2nd, 1996, Space Cases premiered on Nickelodeon. The show created by Peter David and Bill Moomy ran for two seasons of 27 episodes. Uh, the show is a science fiction sitcom for Nickelodeon that aired as part of Teen Nick. Uh, it is a show that I legitimately have no memories of. And was completely watching Nickelodeon at this time. 96, 97, I was watching Nickelodeon all the time. But I have no memory of this. Not even a memory of the theme song. It's it's pretty crazy. Uh, but one thing is because of the uh, budget of the show, props from Nickelodeon shows like Are You Afraid of the Dark were reused for the filming of this show. Which is, uh, which is pretty funny. I, I actually like that. I don't have any specifics, but... Maybe we'll have to do an Easter egg hunt of uh, sorts in the show. But, you know, if you're going to do a, a show having to do with space and you got to have guest stars, you could probably think of a few names that you would want to feature on this show. And they did not pull punches because uh, both George Takei, uh, Mr. Sulu from the original Star Trek 
appeared on the show, but also Mark Hamill, Luke Skywalker, guest starred on an episode of Space Cases. Uh, beyond them, we also had Katie Seagal, who of Futurama fame, which she didn't do Futurama at this point. She was more known for Married with Children at this point. But, I mean, to know that she was on this show and then would eventually voice Leela and Futurama, nice little you know, swing back to the Bendergate talk we had earlier. But uh, we also had, uh, you know, a few Nickelodeon guest stars on this show. But the question I have is for anyone out there who watched Space Cases, is this a show worth tracking down and watching? It, it's a very short run, so I imagine it would be a, a decent amount of time to get through. Not not too long, but I don't know. I want to hear from the Space Case fans out there. If you remember this show, let me know what you think about it. And we are ending this week's episode having to do with a bit of sickness. Now, we are uh, still in winter on our way to spring. It's it's flu season around there, and there are certainly some episodes of some of my favorite Nicktoons shows that have to do with sickness that, I don't know, I, I fought off a sickness this week pretty uh, spectacularly, if I could say so myself. So the, the thought of health was was around me this week, so I decided to make this list. Of course, I usually end my podcasts uh, letting my listeners know to stay safe, and, and that is throughout, you know, year-long, but especially during this season, uh, try to try to keep germs away from you the best you can. Of course, you got to strengthen your immune system, but but it, it's the little things you can do. You know, making sure that you can cough in your hand and, or in your arm and not right at somebody's face. Things like that. The the little things that we can do for one another to to keep each other healthy. Wearing a mask if you don't really feel good is an excellent method, even if it has nothing to do with the pandemic. The idea of wearing masks when one isn't feeling good. Uh, should just be a, a natural thing we continue to do. Uh, but for uh, the shows this week, these are five episodes of Nicktoon shows that have to do with sickness, and these are the top five Nicktoon episodes dealing with sickness. Number five, Rugrats a Slumber Party, uh, one of the uh, original episodes of the original Rugrats, the second segment of the third episode of the first season of Rugrats, airing all the way back on August 25th, 1991. This is the heyday of Rugrats, and this episode is an absolute mind trip. Tommy is certainly not feeling well during his very first slumber party with Angelica, and boy, it goes places. I don't even want to spoil anything. If you have never watched this episode, you've never seen it, and this is your first time hearing about it, Anything I say is just going to sound out of left field. It's going to sound foreign. So just watch this episode. You'll understand. I think it's a great representation of just being a young kid and not feeling good, feeling sick. Uh, it just brings me back. Number four, Rocket Power, Typhoid Sam, uh, an episode that has our characters coming across a very strange variant of the flu known as the Fiji flu, uh, in which their voices go real high-pitched. But the reason I love this episode is because Sam, the de facto fourth member of the Rocket Power crew, starts out the episode with a sickness and ends up giving Otto, Reggie, and Twister 
the Fiji flu. And with Sam feeling better, he is now stuck in a situation where their upcoming hockey game is in jeopardy and ends up having to find another uh, group of players to help out in this. So you get to see a lot of the secondary rocket power characters step up in a big way. And I, I actually really like that uh, for this episode. Uh, number three, Rocco's Modern Life flew in Uenza. An episode that sees our main character, Rocco, coming down with a very heavy flu and getting help from three obnoxious characters. It, it's, I would say, well, certainly I don't have to say this, given that it's Rocco's Modern Life, but definitely out of the five here, this would be the, the grossest one. But it works in its favor in that regard, because as I said, it's Rocco's Modern Life, so... You know, as a Rocco's Modern Life fan, if they are covering something like sickness, that some of the visuals are going to be uh, pretty out there. But the story itself is actually extremely funny. And, and just from that alone, that, that raises it above the other two. Speaking of number two, number two on this list is The Adventures of Jimmy Neutron Boy Genius, Journey to the Center of Carl. Jimmy's newest invention is the Sickness Patch, a little band-aid that when placed on your body gives you the full appearance of being sick and even makes you a little sick, but then when taken off, has you completely normal. So the, the three boys of the show end up using these sick patches to stay home from school, with eventually the entire class of Mrs. Fowl uh, using these sick patches to stay home. But... I guess after prolonged use, the effects of the sickness patch then suck into your skin and taking off the patch doesn't take away the sickness as originally intended. So our main characters of Jimmy and Sheen now have to journey to the center of Carl Weezer to discover uh, something with the antibodies of the sickness patch to find the antidote to fix all of the kids and get them back to school. It is an absolutely wonderful science-filled journey of Jimmy Neutron and I like I'm just a sucker for those episodes of these shows like Magic School Bus or Jimmy Neutron that decide to go inside of the human body it, it's it's a scary experience I think it comes from even an early Rugrats episode where they journey inside of Chucky to find the uh, watermelon seed like those kinds of episodes I absolutely love it's the idea of like traversing inside of a human body is a is a crazy experience so an episode like this, like that's why it's 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 so high above Rocco's Modern Life and even uh even Rugrats. So, uh, but number one, the number one episode about sickness that you can watch associated with Nickelodeon, in my opinion, is of course Suds, a season one episode of SpongeBob SquarePants, the second half of the fifteenth episode, first airing on January seventeenth, two thousand twenty-two years ago. Suds is an absolute classic when it comes to Spongebob. It's from that early first season. Some of those jokes are still as funny as they were when they first aired 22 years ago. And a lot of those one-liners and, and jokes I still associate with going to the doctors. Oh my God, do they have, they're going to make me read old magazines. And I can't think of a better sickness episode from Nickelodeon to put on than an episode that includes Dr. Patrick putting on gloves and just that scene of him telling you, don't touch me, I'm sterile. It's an absolute banger of an episode. It's it's the number one sickness episode I can think of. And even though it's about sickness, the, the jokes and humor in this episode, even if you're feeling down, will just certainly make you feel better. 
And with that, that is this week in Nickelodeon history. My name is Captain Eric, and as always, the links for my YouTube, Instagram, and Twitter accounts will be in the description below of this podcast, whether or not you're listening to this or watching this on YouTube. Uh, if you follow those, share those around, let anyone know that this show exists or do anything that is associated with helping this show, I appreciate you the world over. And for any listeners out there who may be listening to the podcasts that I make or any of the videos that I make out there in Ukraine. I just want you to know that my heart is with you. I love you. The world loves you. And we all hope that this senseless act of war can just stop and that we can just have peace. Uh, I, I don't know how many of you from Ukraine are listening to my podcasts, but Ukraine is in the top 10 list of, of countries that, that follow my show. So I must have listeners out there, which is, is so mind-blowingly cool. And if you are out there and you're listening, I, I just want you to know that, that my heart is there with you. And I just want this to stop. And I hope that by the end of this, there can just be peace. Please stay safe, everybody, during this time, no matter where you are out there in the world. I will see you here next week. Please take care.